Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Good afternoon, church family. Today, if I might, I'd like to encourage this church to stop keeping the Sabbath. Can we all do that together? Let's stop keeping the Sabbath. Stay, stay here. Stay here. Stay here. Don't go anywhere. Let's, let's talk about this. You see, many of us, uh, there, there are no doubt, there are some here who came to the truth of the Sabbath and the Bible and it, it, it hits you in your adulthood and, and what a blessing it was when you first encountered it because you said, this, this is all real. God gives me an excuse to take this day and to not worry about my work and my own personal advancement. This is free to me. This is something God has given. And you take that and you run with it. But there are some here who are born and raised Seventh-day Adventists. How many here were born and raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church? I should say born and raised keeping the Sabbath, okay? Now, some of you that were raised in the church, you grew up keeping the Sabbath. But keeping, when I think of the word keeping, I think of something that I have to hold on to, something that I have to protect, something that might be fragile, that I don't want to lose, that I I don't want it to be destroyed, and it needs my protection, so I'm going to do what I can to protect this thing. And we have some Sabbath keepers here in the room, and I'd like for us to get past that as mature Christians. Because keeping the Sabbath is one thing, I would like for this church and for all of us here to make the Sabbath. And I will explain some more. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the Sabbath. Thank you for blessing us with it. And now, Lord, let us do with this day what you would have us do in Jesus' name. Amen. So for those of you who grew up keeping the Sabbath, that might mean that when you were a kid, it, what, what a blessing it was. The, the video games that I loved so much during the week, the thing that I love the most in the world, I can't do on the Sabbath. The Looney Tunes that I watch every day, Daffy Duck's bill getting blown off by a shotgun at point blank range. Kids those days. Those cartoons that I love so much, shut them off. It's Sabbath time. The approved Sabbath activities may have been in your home being quiet. End of list. (laughs) Maybe you grew up in a church that wasn't as fun as this church is, and you were so bored at church only to leave church and go home Mom and dad would retire, 
for some rest. And that would go on forever. The sun doesn't set while mom and dad are asleep. And if you should make any noise, you're worried about keeping the Sabbath, your dad will come shooting out of the room. And if he hears you, if you have woken him up on the Sabbath day, you will be destroyed. (laughs) And maybe you grew up thinking that the Sabbath was just something that I didn't want to break. Can we please just get past that just for this afternoon? You're not going to break it. We can't hurt it. In fact, I'd like to show that God gave us the Sabbath. Did you hear that? God gave us the Sabbath. And he wants us to create a special experience with him on this day, each week, by the way, for eternity. And we're not going to mess it up. But that doesn't mean that that's not the way we think about the Sabbath. And I believe that's for good reason. I think we have good intentions behind that, but this is what we do to laws, especially the law of God. I appreciate Pastor Ken's message this past several weeks, messages dealing with uh, the Ten Commandments and how this is love at work, and I, I appreciate that perspective. We all want to honor God, don't we? We're here we, we love him, and in response to that, we want to keep his commandments. One of those commandments says, remember the Sabbath day, and do what? To keep it holy. We'll get back to that. I don't love the translation. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep that Sabbath as a, a special memorial. But here's what happens, I think, for we human beings. We want to protect something. We want God's law to stay uh, uh, respected. And so what happens over time is we start to build fences around it to protect it. We want to make sure that it doesn't get destroyed, that it doesn't get lost. And we feel this sense of, I have to preserve the Sabbath. And Seventh-day Adventists are the keepers of the flame, just like the ancient Jews were. And so I get this I have this sense of responsibility now that I don't want it to get lost. And here's what I think happens over time. The rules on the Sabbath are don't work. And so, you know, the the community comes together. They say, we don't want to work on the Sabbath because that's what God wants. And everybody says, that makes a lot of sense. So nobody works until one day a neighbor sees another neighbor. And this neighbor is plowing his field to be planted. And it's a work that he loves doing. But the neighbors go to the pastor, rabbi, priest, and they say, isn't that work on the Sabbath? You know, if you're digging in the ground, that's work, isn't it? It's, you know, that one's not really on the line, is it? And so the community comes together and they respond and they say, okay, let's make sure the rule is more clear. When we say don't work, we're going to include no digging into the ground on the Sabbath. That should cover that. There's no need for it. That can always be done after the Sabbath hours are over. Okay, everybody agrees, and we go on our way. Generations pass, and this concept is still on people's minds, but eventually somebody sees a neighbor picking up some dirt, a pile of dirt, and moving that pile to another area, 
but it was on the Sabbath day. Now, the rule is no digging into the ground on the Sabbath. And so technically, I think they're okay, but they have a conversation as a community. And they talk to their pastor, priest, rabbi, and try to get some clarity on this topic. But what happens is the community comes together and says, you know what, just to be safe, no shoveling of any kind on the Sabbath. I think, I think we could say that and, and, and all agree that that's work. You don't want to do any shoveling on the Sabbath. Everybody agrees. We have reached consensus. Time moves forward, and somebody walking on their way to church peers in ever so innocently into a neighbor's window, and they see that the kids are eating at the dining room table on the Sabbath morning, and those kids are shoveling Kellogg's cornflakes into their mouths. And the neighbor brings this up to the church and says, I thought we had a very clear rule that there wasn't to be any shoveling on the Sabbath. And now the community has to have a conversation whether that's work or not. And so they have the breakfast council and they decide that cereal is no longer on the menu for the Sabbath day to avoid doing any kind of work. Holding the spoon is like holding the shovel and we don't want any kind of motion like that. Forks are okay. (laughs) And now you teach your children that Kellogg's cornflakes are not to be eaten on the Sabbath day, and you have no idea why that all started. You just know you want to honor the Sabbath. That's the keeper's mindset. We do this. We keep. We want to preserve. We're worried that something will get destroyed. We feel a a need to conserve and keep. And we lose the intention of the law in the first place. Yeah, it's a law on tablets of stone, but it was ultimately an invitation. God, who created the heavens and the earth in six days, took a break and said, now I've made all of this. Now this day is for you. Here, you make something. I believe the Sabbath is for us to make rather than to keep. Jesus confronted this kind of philosophy often in the scriptures. We saw Mark chapter 2, and there was one story where Jesus, uh, the the teachers of the law, they want to trap Jesus, and they knew on a Sabbath morning where exactly they should go in order to trap him. He'd probably show up at the synagogue, and they knew that he wouldn't be able to avoid someone who is in some kind of pain. And so they went and they gathered around this man, which the Bible said had a withered hand, and they waited there because that's where Jesus was going to be. And sure enough, when he arrives in church, he shows up, he heals this person uh, with a disabled hand, and they nail him for it. They said, aha, that's work. That wasn't a necessity on the Sabbath day. This person was going to live. You could have done this on any other day of the week. And Jesus says to them, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. There's the keeper mindset and there's the maker mindset. So let's be clear about what the Bible says about the Sabbath and what it does not. First, what are we not to do on the Sabbath? 
work. That's right. Anything else? I'm sorry? <laughs> Make noise. <laughs> I wasn't raised in your home. You know, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> there are families with, with kids right now that are like, Pastor, if you ruin this for us, <laughs> I need my Sabbath rest. Okay. All right. The Bible says we're not to work. I'm going to just add to that. You know, in, in Isaiah, it says, call my Sabbath a delight. Avoid doing your own personal advancement. Okay. I'd put these together and say, the work is more about advancing self, okay? I've got six days to plow my field. The Sabbath, I don't do that. that that's, that's what we see in the Bible, what not to do. Anything I'm missing? I think that does it. Okay, next, let's talk about what does the Bible say we must do on the Sabbath? What does the Bible say we must do? Okay, that's very inspecific. We are to rest Heal? Does the Bible say I have to heal on the Sabbath? doesn't actually. Okay, keep it holy, okay? These are very inspecific things, right? Principles, more or less. I'm going to suggest to you that the Bible doesn't tell you what to do on the Sabbath. The Bible doesn't tell us what to do. Because here we are, eating cornflakes or not eating cornflakes, or going to Olive Garden or not going to the Olive Garden, or going to an, a Seventh-day Adventist university and using our university card to pay for lunch, but anywhere else, don't use any other kind of card. That would be buying and selling, and we're not to do something like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we have it. <laughs> so we get stuck. And I w some of you really wish, some of you live in the black and the white, true and the false, and there's one way to do things, and that's the way. And you really wish the Bible had a page that you could tear out and post on the wall, and on Sabbath, it gives you everything you're supposed to do. When wake-up time is, when you have family worship, when you need to be out the door for church, what happens in the afternoon, etc. We don't have that. The Bible doesn't say that VeggieTales is better than Looney Tunes. But some of you, <laughs> and some of those VeggieTales, yeah, I, okay. It's Looney Tunes, right? Okay. I fall into the same trap. Here are some principles that we can take from the life of Christ about the Sabbath. Just like we said, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Okay, so doing good makes a lot of sense. Go to church. Jesus went to church. I think it's a good idea. I actually didn't add this in the notes. The pastors went back and, and they, they put this one in there. They'd like for you to be here. Uh, another principle is rest, okay? Jesus says the yoke of the Pharisees, the burden that the Pharisees put on you, forget about that yoke. Take my yoke upon you. You'll see it's a piece of cake. My burden is light. It's easy. Come to me and rest and so we have these principles, but again, we're not told exactly what to do, and that drives some of us crazy, and so we'll busy everything up. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, how many rules were out there of what they could not do? There was one rule, and the rule was, do not eat from this one tree. By the way, it wasn't the only tree in the garden. 
they had everything else that they could do. What were the things that they had to do? You can't name it for me, can you? There was only one commandment that they were given in the Garden of Eden. Do you know what that was? No, no, no. I'm sorry. A commandment of what to do. Yes. God told his people, only two people, man and woman, told them, be fruitful and multiply. Essentially, he's telling them to create. And so on Friday evening, as the sun sets, he said, I did all of this creating. Look around. I made the universe. Now you create. Now you create. And the Sabbath for us should be our opportunity to create in the same line that God created the heavens and the earth. Do you hear that? We're to create in that very same way. Church family, let me tell you just a little of my experience with the Sabbath. I grew up loving the Sabbath. I had a wonderful home, and as I was growing up, my parents were learning about the Bible and how to be Seventh-day Adventists. So we had a, a great experience learning about the Sabbath, and, and it, was, it, was, it was really a journey for my parents at that time, what is right to do and what's not right to do. And, and we want to get those things right. As I grew older, I maintained an appreciation for the Sabbath. It's my favorite spiritual discipline. And boy, when, you, when you're working and you have the opportunity on Friday afternoon to close your Zoom screen and, or leave work or whatever it is, and you have the Sabbath, what a wonderful opportunity that is. And by the way, I just feel like I must say, as someone who has been a career pastor, the Sabbath is not always the easiest day on a pastor's family, okay? I just need you to hear this real quick. I just need to say something on behalf of your pastors here. We have wonderful pastors. We have pastors that, by the way, they sacrifice for us to be able to enjoy this worship experience. And our pastors have made a commitment to God to serve him, but not only to him. They made a commitment to serve all of us as well. Please just love your pastors. Appreciate the sacrifice that they make. I am telling you, I've lived through it. it. It's a sacrifice, especially on the Sabbath day. You talk about work, what work is on the Sabbath. Well, that's not what the pastors do, of course. <laughs> a good chuckle from the pastors on that one. So you appreciate the Sabbath as a working individual who can, you know, stop work on Friday. Oh, man, it's amazing. And then maybe you have kids. And then it's, then I have to teach in my children an appreciation for the Lord's day. But not just that, uh, an appreciation of their opportunity to meet with God. And it's not easy. And we do watch VeggieTales. But some years ago, I got some great advice from a spiritual mentor who has spent a lot of time with uh, worshiping with Jewish people on the Sabbath. And this mentor of mine kind of reframed the way I thought about it. He said the Sabbath 
doesn't need to be something where you say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. The Sabbath is a day where you ought to be proactive and do the best of what you have. Eat and drink your best on the Sabbath. Save your special desserts for Friday evening and after church on Saturday. Save your sugary breakfast cereals for Sabbath morning. Whatever the case is, don't use a spoon. But make sure you <laughs> let the Sabbath be where we enjoy music and we have fun and we're, we're together. This is the time where we are most present. And let the kids start to enjoy that day more than any other. It really got me to thinking about how we were practicing the Sabbath as a family. Then we moved here. I'm not a, I'm not a pastor anymore. And, well, man, that's great, by the way. <laughs> no, I just mean the, the, the time on Sabbath. Been enjoying it. It was the first time, it was the first time that we've ever had the opportunity to choose what church we were going to attend. So we made a spreadsheet. If anybody wants a copy, I can give it to you after the service. Well, I'll email it to you. Give me your email. Okay. Made a spreadsheet of like, we went to every church in this area. Seen them all. Worship style, pastors, Sabbath schools, church events, everything, music. We, we looked at all of that. And my, my family chose this church family, unanimously, by the way, because we feel so at home here. When we come here for Sabbath worship, I have the sense that I'm a part of something. I'm a, I'm a part of a family, and this is not a stuck-up place that takes itself too seriously. This, we like to have fun, and so we committed that, yes, this is where we're going to attend and then we went on the church retreat and just had so much fun. And then you guys released an Encanto parody video introducing the pastoral staff. And that was it. We were sold. We were in. I know every word, by the way. YouTube that right after this service if you ha haven't seen that yet. We have enjoyed being a part of this church family. Let me show you this passage in scripture that we examined earlier and that was read so well for us before. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh, he rested and was refreshed. Church family, God wants us to observe the Sabbath day, whatever that means. Now I'd just like to show you those two highlighted words that you see on the screen. And this is consistent just about everywhere in the Old Testament where you see the Sabbath, by the way. I'm not going to like look at the Hebrew too in depth here, but just know that those two words are the same root word in Hebrew. Okay? In one place there, it's used to describe the creative power of God to make the heavens and the earth... And in the other place, the Israelites are to observe, keep. That's not what the Bible is saying. That's not what God says he wants from us. Just observe. This is a very passive experience. Don't observe. Don't keep. 
the Sabbath. Stop keeping the Sabbath. The Bible says we are to make the Sabbath. The word here is to create. And if God created everything that we see, the universe in six days, and says now you use that same word, you create the Sabbath, celebrating it. And it'll be a a sign between you and I for generations to come. He's not worried about it being kept. God has it under control. He wants us to make something on this day. And some of us are so stuck in worrying about breaking something that can't be broken. You're not going to hurt it. Mess around with it. Let's create. Let's make something of this day. And let that be the active experience that we have, which draws us into a personal walk with Jesus. Because when we walk with Jesus, it's just you and him walking together in the garden on the Sabbath day. And he might take you on one certain path that's different from the path he takes me on Sabbath. But that's up for us to do. Church, I encourage you. We are to make the Sabbath with the same creative spirit with which God made the heavens and the earth. Stop keeping the Sabbath, everybody. Don't walk out from here and keep the Sabbath. It's too passive. You're going to miss something. You're going to miss the experience God wants you to have. I can't tell you what you are to do on the Sabbath because the Bible doesn't even tell you that. Were Adam and Eve not free in the garden to do as they chose? They were free. God didn't tell them exactly what to do for us. Let's take this moment, this Sabbath moment, and let's make it special. And I hope that your children are blessed from that experience. And I hope that we as a church family are blessed from knowing that we are walking with God who allows us to create in the same way that he created. Church, arise to making the Sabbath. God bless you. Well, this is the, uh, this is the truly fun part of the uh, service where, where they can ask you anything they want about this. We call it the response. It's, it's something that's a little different than maybe in other churches you've been in. We actually say, we're going to put the speaker on the hotspot and you get to ask some questions based on what you heard today. So if you have those questions, you're more than welcome to go ahead and put them up on our website, social media. We've got some folks who are watching it and will send them to me. Uh, so feel free to, to put those questions in. We have some left over from first service And I'll also note that if we aren't able to get to your question, uh, Michael's kindly agreed to be on our podcast. This is Whole Life that we do uh, every week. Um, Can be found anywhere podcasts are are found. You can look up uh, This is Whole Life and it's uh, a follow-up to the sermon. So it's kind of a fun thing. So, um, yeah. Is is my mom like 90% of the comments or can I know that? Or do I have to just go? Uh, We we do have a pretty serious uh, uh, anonymity thing going on with if people ask for it. But uh, if if the viewing goes up this week on the online, we'll see whether your mom watches yours more or my my mom watches mine more. So anyway. There we go. I just have to to point out, I think everybody in this... uh, congregation's big question has been, tell us about the Red Sox. Oh, my socks. 
I am a, uh, I'm a Kansas City boy, and these say home sweet Mahomes on them. That's where I'll leave we, that, I suppose. We love you. It's the, <laughs> all right. So uh, I just had to ask. I love socks, so that's cool. All right. Sorry. Let's go ahead and ask you a question that's actually based on the, uh, on the sermon here. Um, here at Whole Life, uh, somebody put in a question. Here at Whole Life, we do something that we call Do Something Sabbath. That's where we send people out into the community to do community service projects. Is that working on Sabbath morning? <laughs> if, there's, if there's no shoveling, I think. As long as there's no shoveling? Well, really, my, my intention with at least what my experience has been with the Sabbath is these are opportunities that absolutely we ought to take. So do something on Sabbath. That sounds a lot like making an active choice to follow God. Jesus says, do good on the Sabbath. And maybe I do need a Sabbath to actually sleep, you know, but maybe I need a Sabbath to serve my neighbor. And that might mean lugging some mulch for them at some time or something. You know, sometimes the, if, if the Sabbath is to remind us to be unselfish, sometimes the most unselfish thing is to not take that nap and actually help someone else. Yeah. So um, anyway, that, that could be one thing there. Um, tell me, uh, Zoe asks, since we're not to use personal gain on the Sabbath, what is personal gain? And is it different for different people? I think it is different for different people. I think all of these experiences... They're, they're different for all of us. And there would be many things that maybe you are uncomfortable with or that you're comfortable doing on Sabbath that doesn't, doesn't feel like Sabbath to me. You know, doesn't feel like my opportunity to walk with Jesus. And there might be, you know, might be the other way around too. So, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, I think it is different for everyone. I believe it is. I believe God takes us on this personal walk and what I'd love for our, uh, for the church at large to stop doing is saying, what's the right thing to do and prescribing that to me or, or to anyone. I think that's where we really, we, we really lose it. We, we threw out the baby with the bathwater. We've, we've lost what the purpose of God's command is. He wants us to be with us. He wants to be with us on this day. So I'd like to close off last, last question with this. Tell me your favorite Sabbath memory. I love, I love church. So I love experiencing worship at church. And we, so I would say we have a lot of wonderful memories at church, but I also like when we think outside the box at church. So I'm thinking of times where we've done a where I've done a passion play walkthrough or something on Sabbath, or there's been a drama at church or, uh, or, or some kind of special community service type endeavor or something like that. Those are really positive memories. Uh, if I could add one that is gonna be a positive memory in a, a moment, I'm about to get in the car and drive to Camp Kalakwa where my daughter has decided to be baptized. And yeah. So, I mean, what I'm thinking about right now, this is a Sabbath I will never forget. And driving two hours to Kalakwa um, isn't going to feel like a lot of work to me. Gonna, we're just going to float up there. You know, it, it's such a blessing. Yeah. You promise to send us a picture? We'll do.
We'll do. Sensor, because we're going to put that in up fact, on the screen. In fact, Tammy gave me a whole life towel to wrap her in. Yay. This church is awesome. You guys yeah. are awesome. That's very cool. And there is, uh, you know, we talk about some of the sacrifice. You, you mentioned some of the sacrifices pastors make, but one of, uh, I think, my biggest joys and that you're going to be experiencing here in a few hours was the, the opportunity to baptize my own children. That was, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. So we're happy for you. We're happy for your family, thank safe you, travels. You. And thank you for blessing us with a message from Jesus this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wasn't that amazing? We have the coolest people at our church, don't we? Yeah. We've got two more amazing people that are going to be giving messages over the next two weeks um, as we continue this series. Uh, Tatiana is next week. We're looking forward to her message. Um, and then when we get into July, we're going to be doing something really special. Would it be okay if I tell you really quick what we're going to be doing in July? So July is, you know, during the summer, you have like summer blockbuster movies. You guys remember that? Like the big movies that come out. So we decided this summer we're going to do a series on movies. So we are going to be actually showing five different movies during the month of July right here on Tuesday evenings. So we'll have popcorn. Well, it's going to be fun. And we're going to watch it. But then what will happen is during the Sermon on Sabbath, we are going to take that, that movie and treat it the way that Jesus treated parables in the Bible. And we're going to use it to show you some spiritual lessons. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so just clear off the agenda for Tuesdays in July. You got to get out of the heat anyway. So come into the air conditioning, enjoy that. The other thing that I do want to remind our young adults really quickly, if you are have graduated from high school or you're you know kind of past that high school age and you're up to about 30-ish, um, we want to invite you next Sabbath after second service is over to a meal um, because we um, are going to be going through a little bit of a transition. Um, our young adult coordinator, Carla Youngma, has let us know that she has accepted a position over Advent Health University. And um, so we're going to be going through a bit of a transition, and I want to know what you want. And so if you're a young adult, I'd really value having you at that meal. You don't have to bring anything. We'll take care of the meal. You just show up and eat. Can you help me out? You don't want a 47-year-old man making this decision for you. You want to be in control of your own destiny. So be there. All right. So thank you all so much for worshiping with us today. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for watching over us. We want to thank you for the Sabbath. May we make it beautiful, just the way you always intended. We pray in your name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sabbath. You know I love you. Go love your world. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. 
all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.